You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning. Welcome to... The Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio for, wait for it, 2024. Ah, thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. And uh, Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we'll show about bicycles, cycling, micro-mobility, getting around without a combustion engine and all sorts of lovely things. And uh, I say that to a, we are proud to be broadcasting from the lands of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of Naram, Melbourne, if I've got that all around the right way. But hey, it's the 1st of January. So, on today's show, uh, I'm going to be doing the third part of the e-bike Q&A. And this was recorded at Preston Library on the 3rd of December 2023. And I must back announce that my name is Chris. So, yeah, I think I've got uh, today's show off to a raging good start with everything out of order. But... On today's show, the questions that people will be chatting about, um, how can you prevent theft? Uh, Give us a rundown on other styles of e-bikes, such as folding mountain bikes or lightweight versions. Is it cheating to have an e-bike? Will I lose fitness? Uh, What's the next steps if you're considering purchasing an e-bike? And uh, e-bikes in the general law. So... Anyway, so without further ado, we'll go straight into this uh, recorded forum, the e-bike Q&A put on by Derebin Loves Bikes, and welcome to 2023. Hang on, no, that's 2024. Hey, caught me there. Don't know what to do with the kids in January? Well, have I got news for you. 3CR is doing a live broadcast of the Tanamina Way and Morboyhina commemoration at the corner of Victoria and Franklin Street in Melbourne. It's the 17th year of the commemoration for the public execution of Tanamina Way and Morboyhina, two Indigenous freedom fighters who were hung on the 20th of January for resisting white colonisation. It's a great education experience for the children. It's a children-friendly event. Come along, and if you can't come along, listen in to the first hour on Community Radio 3CR, midday to 1pm, Saturday, the 20th of January. Let it be written in the maze. The survival of a culture is the reason that we made it. Yeah. Are there all those options available as well? 
So I mentioned the very expensive car maintenance we had done recently. I rode the cargo e-bike to the car dealer service centre and was able to fold the handlebar down and pop it in the back of the car to drive back. So you can do that with ours. So there's generally two types of e-bikes in terms of where the motor is. We call them hub drive or mid drive. So the hub drive, the motor's in the hub of the wheel. Mid drive, the motor is where your pedals are. With the mid drive, with the motor where your pedals are, you can get the wheels off just like a regular bike for the most part. With the hub driven ones, you have to unplug stuff. The bolts are a little bit more tricky. Don't have a lot of strength. They can be a little bit difficult because they are heavier. Yeah, with the mid-drive ones, it's pretty removing the wheels and doing that sort of stuff is pretty much like a regular bike. So one of the ways you can compensate for having a, a bike with the hub motor, the motor in the wheel, if you're afraid of going out and, oh, what happens if I get a flat tyre, I haven't got my toolkit, how do I get my wheel off? There are other ways to deal with flat tyres that don't involve removing the wheel. These days there's lots of, you can buy solid inserts for your tyres, you can buy something that's aptly called slime, which is a kind of pour-in green-coloured ooze is the best way to describe it, and that automatically fills up any little small, the types of small punctures you get in an urban setting from nails and things like that, and it'll get you home. You can also get, just like you can get for a car, you can get a miniature pressurised can of ooze combined with CO2 and just apply it to the valve, press the button and it repairs the flap and inflates your tyre and home you get. Don't be concerned about not being able to get a tyre off or a wheel off if it's simply, if you're just doing it for matters of flat tyres and things like that. Much better ways to do it. And in addition to that, the RSCV and also Bicycle Network also offer a roadside assistance service for bike riders which basically means they've got a taxi service call them they'll send out a taxi they'll load up you and your bike and take you home or take you to bike shop whatever but at least you're not stranded so that might be another consideration if you're really concerned about getting getting stranded with your with your e-bike talk about getting stranded without your e-bike uh, i hear a lot of theft um posts on my Good Karma Network, and so yeah, I just thought maybe we should address that elephant in the room as well and see what, I guess, how you can prevent it, what type of things you can look at when buying a bike so that you can prevent it, what type of things you can, yeah, let's talk about that issue. Benefit of having the e-bike is that you can carry the biggest, heaviest lock and not have to worry about the weight <laughs> of it, which will definitely help. Bike theft is a big issue, especially with e-bikes, because they are seen as a more valuable thing. I always tell people, lock your bike next to a better looking bike. It is the best form of defense. Or a badly locked up bike. Or a badly locked up bike, yeah. There are more things coming out for theft prevention. I know Bosch on their new system, new smart system, has add-on that you can buy for, I think it's around $80 or $160 or something like that, which is wired in and mounted to the motor under a cover which GPS tracks it with a subscription service. So when you buy it, you get 12 months free and it tracks it constantly. And then after that, it's a subscription service. But if your bike gets stolen, you can track your bike to find it. There's also aftermarket ones that have been released by NOG and I think Lazine has maybe released one recently as well. The NOG one I know is called Scout. They're really cool. They're essentially a bike alarm like you would have on your car. It has a tilt sensor, so if someone bumps your bike, it'll start alarming. 
it will also send you a notification to your phone to tell you that the tilt sensor has been tripped. It, it's essentially linked to your phone. So if anyone takes it, you get a notification on your phone and a GPS tracks on your phone, like a Find My iPhone thing. A lot of them now, they generally mount to your bottle holder and a lot of them are starting to, and you can have it really obvious to be like, hey, this bike's alarmed and they're security bolts so they're not easy to remove or they can be mounted underneath a bottle cage so it's hidden so that if someone has that security screw they won't see it as readily so there are more things that are coming out to prevent theft but again locking it not leaving it locked overnight not locking it up properly or just well and yeah not leaving it sort of on your front veranda overnight are probably your best bets to avoid it getting stolen. Our favourite Texas singing cowboy, Charlie Crockett, returns to Melbourne this February for a huge night at the Forum. Charlie and his band, The Blue Drifters, will deliver another scorching night of timeless country classics and Wild West tales on February the 12th with country soul queen, Emma Donovan. Charlie Crockett and Emma Donovan at The Forum in February. Good times. Tickets on sale now. Love Police is a 3CR supporter. Yeah, the, the cheating thing still comes up again, up now and again in the store as well. A bit of banter between us as cyclists as well when someone will ride their e-bike instead of riding their regular bike. But at the end of the day, they're still on the bike. They help me out with a toe every now and again, so I'm, I'm not mean to them anymore. Yeah, like I think the thing around cheating is like it's, it is a bit of a hang up of thinking that like it's not, it's not riding a real bike. It is a real bike. You know, you're still getting out there. It's removing so many barriers that for a lot of people to get on a bike are pretty big. Like it's really intimidating for someone who doesn't ride a bike to go on a 10 kilometer commute to work. With the added assistance, it's, you know, it removes that barrier for people or keeps people on bikes who have been fit on bikes all their life, but now they need the extra assistance to be able to stay on it. That's awesome. And then there are the things like the mountain bikes, which are completely different to a mountain bike. Like it's not cheating. It's completely it's different. Like a new sport. It's a new sport essentially. Yeah. And if you are on the fence of whether you need an e-bike or not to maintain your fitness or stay on the bike and that sort of thing, you can turn the motor off. <laughs> Like you can take the battery out, you can turn the motor off, you can run it on low assistance, you can just turn it on so you can get up those hills or maybe there's one last hill on your ride home that you hate. You can remove that hate just by like turning the motor on. There's bikes that are designed to be ridden. So a lot of the motors will produce a bit of drag, but there are bikes that are being designed to reduce as much drag so they can be ridden as much like a normal bike as possible. If cheating is a concern, there are ways around that while still getting all of the benefits.
Oh, I'd just like to point out that for the majority of the population, driving a car is cheating. <laughs> like, that is actually cheating. And uh, riding a bike, an e-bike, is... At times, it feels like getting on an exercise bike with low resistance at the gym. It's something, but it's not really pushing me to my limits. And then, like, the reality is that it is awesome because I'm a sweater and I can turn up in my full corporate gear to a really important meeting not sweating after riding there, where in the past that's the situation I would have driven the car with the aircon on. All of those reasons make it, like the good kind of cheating, if anything. It's being able to get around, get a park straight out the front. That's a good cheat. All of those, doing the shopping uh, without any carbon emissions going into the atmosphere, that's a great cheat. So yeah, it's a good kind of cheating for sure. Oh yeah, I've got a lot to say about cheating. I say cheat early and often. <laughs> get into it. I mean, it's always puzzled me this idea of cheating. Who's feeling cheated as opposed to what? You know, walking? Is it cheating to ride a regular bike? Yeah, I don't get it. As Jack said, it keeps people on bikes longer than they otherwise would. It, you go to your bike when you would otherwise go, oh, it might be windy today or too hot, I don't feel like it. With an e-bike, you don't have to worry about those issues. So you go by bike. You can always keep your old bike too. Absolutely. I, if I'm riding with people who aren't on powered bikes, I don't use the motor. I just turn it off and we keep the same pace. But... You know, the other scenario that always felt like a cheat situation to me is that a lot of people would come into the shop and want an e-bike because they wanted to keep up with their families when they go on holidays and trips like that. They'd go overseas and perhaps rent, the family would rent bikes. Grandfather or grandmother would have to stay back in the motel because they didn't feel like they could keep up. Anything that gets people on a bike, out of the armchair, using muscles, keeping because they're big muscles of the body, the quads and the glutes, you keep those toned, you're not going to have falls as as often. Muscle strength, they're discovering, has a huge impact on quality of life and longevity and prevention of falls and things like that. So, yeah, cheat early, often. Get on your bike, stay on your bike. Did you know that Ripponlea Estate is recognised as a leading biodiversity hotspot within the city of Glenara? It is a haven for birds and other wildlife. Ripponlea Estate is now running bird spotting tours, providing an opportunity for the community to explore the beautiful 14 acres of gardens with a volunteer guide searching out the diverse family of birds that call Ripponlea home. Please visit ripponleaestate.com.au to view tour times and to book your tour. The National Trust of Australia is a 3CR supporter. And you're indeed listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on Community Radio at 3CR, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia. And it's going to go into the final part of uh, the e-bike Q&A put on by Derebin Loves Bikes that was at the Preston Town... No, Preston Library on... Uh, Sunday, the 3rd of December, 2023. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of questions about that people have, but I just, my final question is maybe address, if you guys can address a little bit, what 
people need to, what the thought process is and what the research is people should do if they want to buy a bike. What do you recommend the steps are that people take? First thing to do, I guess, is to think about what you are looking to do with the bike. What sort of trips? Are you going to transport cargo? Are you going to transport passengers? Where are you coming from? Like, do you ride a bike now? What sort of bike is that? That gives you a starting point. And then events, go to different shops, test out different bikes. Actually, the actual riding is really what makes the difference in the experience. In many places now, you can do like extended test rides. So we offer like week-long test rides to give people the opportunity to actually try a bike out in the way that they are intending to use it. Because for a lot of people, it's really a change in daily transport. And so you have to actually experience that to see what it will be like. And then that will give you a good idea of, okay, how am I going to use this? Is this actually going to work for me? Do I need to make other changes? Do I need to find a different place in my shed because it takes me too long to get it in and out every morning and I'm not going to do that? All of those little things, that's part of that process to say, okay, now I'm getting ready to really invest in a bike. And then it becomes a much easier decision than just go out and go into a shop and buy something. And they're like, oh, okay, I'm not actually sure whether this is going to work for me. Yeah, like you said, get it. Go and test ride some bikes. The feeling between the different drive types is different. The feeling between the different major brands is different. Different types of bikes are designed, like you said, for different uses. But if you have something really particular in mind, go and talk to some people who work in the bike shop because they are helping people get on bikes all day long. They've gotten pretty good at it. They will want to get you on the best bike for you because the worst thing is you take the bike, you hate it, and you bring it back. Like They want to make sure that... The bike that you get is the one that's going to suit your needs. The best thing is to go and go and try as many different kinds of ones as you can. Yeah, like Shimano and Bosch, the cutoff where as, as you get to 25k an hour and the motor cuts off, the different motors have a different drop-off profile. So some of them are really smooth so you don't feel that motor drop out. It kind of gradually disappears, whereas other ones it's a hard cutoff at 25 so depending on how you like to ride the bike and how and how smooth you want that motor to come in and out as well could be a consideration between you choosing this one over the other um, but you're not going to know that until you go and pedal them i know 99 do a 24-hour demo i think a week-long demo is great i'm gonna pitch that up <laughs> but yeah so yeah go, go and test drive as many as you can Hiring is another option, yeah. you know, a very inexpensive way to try different bikes. If you have an opportunity to hire one and spend half a day on it or a day on it, that will give you a pretty good indication of what works. And hire bikes too are generally good all-rounders. You know, they're not so tailored to a specific type of riding. So you get an idea of what the extra weight feels like and things like that. So Heidi, let's open it up to questions. I'll give the mic to you to hand to people in the audience. And uh, does anybody have a question that they want to start back here? Um, I have to confess, I've got problems with the hips and knees and I can't get started. Will an e-bike allow me to start from scratch on a hill? It sounds like pedal assist is not, I mean, yeah, it's not going to work for me. I reckon pedal assist might work for you, but 
you have to try it. But otherwise, the throttle ones would definitely work for you. But yeah, the that's when it works most is at the lights or at the bottom of a hill. It's the first pedal that's giving me the most oomph, really. And then once I start speeding up, it I don't even know that the electricity is helping me anymore. So it might you might find that it works. I reckon you need to try one. You need to pedal first. You need to put some pressure on a pedal in order for the electric yeah for it to flow. But the th throttle ones you don't. You just need to twist your hand. Try this. I I guess if I have a specialty or an expertise, it's in getting people just like yourself and like me. I, my knees are no longer young comfortable on an e-bike and there some of that is technique so and with bikes that have the walk assist function you can actually use the throttle just to get it off rest so a bike like that would would suit you you'd find it that that's fine that combined with a start off technique where the mere act of stepping onto the bike with a bit of throttle at that time will get you up to that that balance speed where it's not, the pressure is not coming through your hips or your knees. So yes, it would be good for you. Just have to do a little bit of research, talk to someone in a shop. And there's another type of pedal assist that relies on kind of how much pressure you apply to the pressure, oh, to the pedal. So what I would suggest is go and try the two types of activator, the pedal activator, and see which one feels better for you. And in terms of the technique, sign up for one of the $15 Darabin confidence bike things. They'll, they'll show you these great little things that stop those, what I call unnecessary and embarrassing accidents where, and it always happens at slow speeds because you don't have the benefit of physics of just that rolling momentum. There's a, a minimum amount of roll that keeps you safe. So it's about getting to that point quickly and smoothly and they'll they'll show you in those very affordable and good little groups. This summer wildlife are feeling the heat of climate change. Wildlife becomes stressed and unwell in hot weather and every summer Wildlife Victoria receives tens of thousands of calls for wildlife assistance. You can make a positive difference to the future of wildlife by donating to Wildlife Victoria. Your donation will help us rescue and care for heat affected native animals. The future of wildlife is in your hands. Donate to Wildlife Victoria at wildlifevictoria.org.au Wildlife Victoria is a 3CR supporter. We had one other question here. Just a quick question. With batteries, we our phones and stuff, when it gets hot, it just discharges itself. And so with e-bikes, do you have to, yeah, when you park it outside, after you, um, when you're using it, do you need to just yeah, be a bit more mindful about where you park your bike so that it's not in direct sunlight? Because there are places where you don't actually have the option and it's a 40 degree day, you've got concrete bitumen underneath you, the radiant heat is 
causing havoc, does that actually have an impact in terms of the range of discharging the, the electricity in the battery? Not so much the range per se, but it can, the battery can overheat from that. So yeah, if it's a really hot summer's day, try and avoid direct sunlight if you're going to park your bike somewhere, if you can. Or if you've got a removable battery, maybe you might remove the battery when you park the bike and take it inside with you. Because some battery, the battery can overheat, and so well-designed batteries will have protection against that, so they, will, they are quite well insulated. It's quite hard to get them to that point, even if they've been out in the sun all day. But if they get to that point, basically it means that it will stop working until it's cooled down again. So you can get your bike, you can pedal it, but you won't get assistance from it. And if it's going to be 40 degrees, you probably really want that assistance. <laughs> It's definitely something to keep in mind in, in summers in, in Australia. Yeah. We have one question here, and then I think that's going to wrap it up. So. And we will have plenty of opportunities to ask okay. questions out in the court chart too. I actually have three questions. <laughs> the first one is related to the question from the lady at the back. What if you've got balance issues? Are there affordable e-trikes? My next question was, is it actually possible to replace a battery that's integrated into the stem of the bike and the third one was can we talk about salary sacrificing and how that's how that's um, taken off or not the answer to the first two questions is yes and yes to keep it short so yes there are trikes i'm not personally familiar with them very much but they definitely do exist so that can help with that you can replace batteries that are fixed in the frame it's just, it's a bicycle job, it's a bicycle shop job, basically. It's not, you don't take it out yourself, but yes, as a mechanic, we, we can do that. And the third one, salary packaging, quite familiar with that. Yes, it is taking off, but it requires, of course, employers to facilitate that. And that's sort of what we're doing as we grow, as we roll it out, we talk to employers and we get them, we, we convince them that it's a good opportunity to offer to their staff and so yeah we're, we're being successful with that but it, yeah it's uh, it's still relatively unknown yeah but happy to talk if you're interested to see if we uh if we can work with you i really appreciate the time of the panelists and all of you for coming along the day's not done all of you as heidi said will receive a follow-up email and just want to encourage everybody to fill out that the survey uh i think there is a door prize or a prize associated with it but you have to fill out your survey in order to be entered into it so good motivation uh, but there'll be lots of good information as well in the in the email that that heidi sends i want to thank all of you for coming and for sticking around and answering some of the questions that some people may have asked afterwards. And really want to thank 3CR for recording this and uh, hopefully it uh, gets a lot of listen, a lot of airtime <laughs> when, it, when it's out. I also want to thank obviously the Darabin Libraries. Uh, let's give them a hand for uh, actually being the impetus behind this. So they were the ones who approached the, the uh, transport team to, to do something. So it was, uh, and obviously this, amount of people that are here just shows there's a lot of interest and so we're very thankful. Heidi and I talked about doing something, first time I met Heidi was when I was working at a different organization and uh, we wanted to do something like this and here we are five years later. We've done it Heidi. Here we <laughs> the next thing we want to do is take a photo uh, and we know that some people may not want their photo taken so Heidi's good idea was to do it from the back and uh, if you don't want to be in the photo don't turn around but if you do if you guys could just turn around and Kira is in the back and she's taking 
the photo and just uh, smile. Say e bikes. <laughs> <laughs> and again, e bikes. <laughs>listening in to our uh, Darwin Loves Bikes e-bike Q&A summer special. Uh, there should be a couple more, actually a lot more uh, 3CR content to do with summer specials over the next couple of weeks. Thank you for listening in. If you want to support 3CR, go to the uh, website, which is 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe, donate and or the fundraiser options. As uh, we're all volunteers and, you know, 3CR needs to stay on air. So, as I said, listen in over the next uh, couple of weeks to summer specials and uh, enjoy your summer break and 2024. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.